This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, on a cloudy Thursday, we do a podcast. It's called the post-show post-game something. Al, what's up, man? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's the post-game podcast with Al and Jerry. That's what I always tell people. Yeah, I get to... confused. The warm-up now is an hour. It's like, you know, you very confused. forget. It is. Yeah, because you know? people say to me, this warm-up show you do from 5 to 6, do you podcast that? I go, yes, it's on the post-game podcast. That's right. Even though we, it's the warm-up. It's very confusing, Jerry. We give you more content. It's just a lot of content. There's just content on top of content, Jerry. Uh, my parents are supposed to come today, but it is raining. I don't know what if they come here. What are we doing? Do you're sitting in your you're sitting in your condo in my 600 square foot condo that I have. I, are they still s- coming, or are you going to? I don't know. Schedule I have, for a better I might day. try to reschedule if uh, they would like to come a different day when the sun is out and not raining. What's the parking situation there? Uh, during the week, it uh, seems easy. Okay. And then on the weekends, it's uh, difficult if you want a free spot. Like how many do you get? You get I, one spot or two. I have a sp- I have my own one spot, and then uh, there are then the the building as itself shares some spots. Like so, so yeah, there's a numbered spot for you, and then unnumbered spots for guests. Is that about there's, right? There's uh there's our yes, that's correct. Okay. So um, well, I've not had any problem thus far, even on the busy um, weekends where it's been beautiful. Okay. But what I'll do is like like right now my my car is in a in a prime spot that anyone can take. Oh, but, I see. So, I, but I got there when it's not prime time. When it's not prime time. So then, when Gina comes over, she'll take my spot. I got you. If it gets busy and it's beautiful weather, you see what I'm saying, Jerry? You I follow. Do. I do. I do. So today on the program, one of the things that came up about coronavirus and things was that Gio is uh, still wiping down all of his groceries before they come into the house. Yeah, I've never done that once. Me neither. I've never done it. I, I, I saw your look on the camera when he was explaining this, that it uh, that it takes some time for when groceries... You know, people are, I guess, still doing this. They would go food shopping. They bring their packages home and put them in the garage or a basement. Then they wipe them down with some anti-germ wipes and then let them sit for like 24 to 48 hours before they use them. Right. That sounds crazy. To me. I agree. I agree. I go right in. I would eat an apple right out of a uh, right out of the store. 
<laughs> I don't know if I would maybe do I'd that. Wash it. All right, I'd because wash it of off. the pesticides. Oh yeah, pesticides. Not just I used to be. I used. You were the one. Was it you? You might have been the one that got me. I used to be the type. Hi, whimsy. Um, I I used to be the type that I would buy. You know, the red delicious apples from wherever supermarket, Dearborn, wherever I go. Yeah. I'd take them home. I'd put them in the hydrator. If I wanted one, I'd eat it. I, I never even gave that a thought. Mm-hmm. And you, I might have been you that forwarded me a, an article just about how many pesticides are on it. Yeah. And from that point forward, I've always um, rinsed and kind of with the paper towel, kind of made sure it was wiped. I'm not going to see perfectly, but I made yeah, I but did you give it, it a good rub. You yes. feel like you give it a good rub. Correct. With not and just the rinsing off, but the, the, the paper towel. You're a little aggressive with the paper towel. Give it a yes. good rub, Jerry. So you can destroy anything that's on it. Would you say that you, uh, since the coronavirus started to where we are now, would you say you've gotten more careful, less careful, or about the same when it comes to germs? Uh, the same, ex- the only difference, well, no, the answer is more careful, but I, my life is the same. The difference is has been my wife put the hand sanitizer things in our cars. Okay. So that when I go to a store and I come out, I do use that. That's really right. the only change same. I've made, to be honest. Same here, Jerry. I and the, the mask, thing. which we have to wear. Right. But, but I don't... The, like, if we didn't have to wear a mask, I wouldn't wear one going into a store. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm I'm confused. Like, I, to me, I don't have an issue with it. Like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. So it bothers if... me because I wear glasses and then they... It, oh, that's it, different. It steams up. No, that's, a, that's different. I don't have yeah. that issue. Um, and to me, it's, you know, it's easy to get in and out. I don't really, it doesn't faze me. So I don't yeah. really care personally, but, uh, but that, the sanitizer, the hand sanitizer is the one thing, the one thing that I really have changed. Other than that, no, I mean, I still wash my hands as much as I probably used to. Right. Um, I still shower once or twice a day. I don't, <laughs> nothing's changed. So you're not wiping things down more. You're not, if someone, if someone, if you ran into someone in the Home Depot and they wanted to shake your hand, a listener it came up to shake your hand, what would you do? Uh, what I've done in the past, in the past couple of months, but nah, I can't shake hands. Coronavirus, dude. That's what just, I do sometimes. I put my fist out. If you want to do that, I'm good with that. Yeah, yesterday I did shake someone's hand, though, and, I, and I'm trying to think whose hand I shook, whether it was a listener who I met or a cop or something. I know yeah. I shook somebody's hand, but I was just like, ah, I'll just wash my hand when I go inside. Right, and just make sure you don't touch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> touch you your... Do. Don't touch your any uh, openings. Right. No, none of that, and you'll be just fine. Where germs can go in. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, yesterday, Jerry, I was fighting with my old apartment complex over the ah, telephone. Ah, finally. Over what? Over the phone. Okay. I was uh, arguing with them over the phone. I got to say, the, the woman that they have in charge of that complex, she, she's very good for that position she has. Okay. She didn't, didn't get flustered. You know what I mean? Like, I was... I was I was doing some ball busting type things, you know. I was being a bit of a douche. Okay. Not mean, but I was being, you know, I, I had an sarcastic. Answer. Not so. I just, I just had an answer for everything. Right. You know, and she did not get flustered. She kept did the she company. W- did she win? Did she win? Well, I guess that's to be determined because okay. she's going to go back to her superiors with some of my demands, Jerry. What demands do you have? You don't want to pay rent. Yeah, so they, my my uh, lease that I've signed goes through August. Right. They have found somebody that can take over July thirty first. Well, then you shouldn't means, have to pay for August. Right, but I'm responsible for July. I understand I that, which I don't want to do. I get it, but I understand it. 
Right. And I did look this up. I was like, maybe I'm not responsible for rent. I did give them notice that in uh, New Jersey, and I'm still responsible. Right. Now, you paid for June already. I paid for June already, yeah. So we're basically arguing over one month's rent right now. Correct. Correct. Uh, but then I also decided that some other things bothered me that I okay. would bring up to them. Such as when I first moved in there, I asked the people in charge, um, hey, when I like hang things on the wall, nail holes and that sort of thing, they go, yes, normal wear and tear. We expect you to put things on the walls, things like that. Right. Well, now they're nickel and diamond me for filling nail holes when I move out. Really? Yeah. $40. $40? Yeah. For each one? Nail no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say. As part of the process, $40. See, if they didn't tell you otherwise, to me, that's fair because they got to get someone in there to do it. I understand right. that. But if they told you previously that that's right, included, but that's she not goes, right. Well, do you have that in writing? Mm, I do not. Oh, Al. How would I have that in writing? I said to the woman who was showing me around, I go, we could put nail holes in the wall, right? She goes, yeah, it's normal wear and tear. We expect that. I said, okay. So now the policy is no normal wear and tear. It really? There's no such thing as normal wear and tear. Yeah, if you don't have it in writing, you don't have it. Yeah. That's what she said. She goes, well, this is what I mean. This girl was good. She's like, well, the lease clearly states that the apartment must be returned in the exact same condition. I was like, okay. <laughs> then how about this argument, Jerry? Yes. So, um, I love my, this, by the way. My first two years there, I was there three years. My first two years, uh, everything was cool. The third year, they instituted a amenities fee. Okay. Four hundred dollars for the year, amenities fee that you had now, to pay. That you have to had to pay. Now, previous to that, these apartments where I was living, I felt were a little more expensive than other places because of the amenities. Right. You know, they have a gym in the building. Yeah. If you need to use a printer, they have a concierge service that takes in your packages, uh, breakfast on Sundays, this sort of thing. But then coronavirus hit. And they shut down the gym. They shut down the coffee machine. They shut down. So what are you paying for? Right. So I said, oh, also, I would like a refund on my amenities fee. She goes, well, we provided other amenities, such (laughs) as we paid for virtual uh, classes for working out since the gym was closed. I go, that is not the same. I guess they did. Who knows? I said, that's not the same You should have asked them if they have that in writing. Well, they they did send it out in email. Oh, they did. But who's doing that? Chicks do that. Guys don't do classes like that. Right. So I've gone back and forth with that. The coffee. I go, well, she goes, well, you know, we The coffee? Still, what coffee? There was a coffee machine in the building, oh, okay. which they shut down with coronavirus as well. Oh. So these are the battles I was having yesterday, Jerry. So she never, she, you know, she never really got flustered. I was hoping to fluster her a little bit. So she knows what she's doing. Her. She knows what she's doing. She was very calm. If your rent is say twenty five hundred bucks, you should have you should have had a list of things yeah. that you clearly did, yeah. and then you should have said at the very least, mm-hmm. I want this all taken off, and I'll give you seventeen dollars, seventeen hundred and fourteen dollars, right? And we should call it a day. Yeah, that by the way would be fair to me. Did you bring up the parking spots that you had issues with over the years that you paid for um, your parking spot and you didn't get your covered parking spot? Um, no, because I feel like I pre I previously had uh, taken that up and they credited my account. Oh, I didn't know they credited you. Yeah, okay. they did. Never so mind. I had that. So, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at, Jerry. Uh, I just feel like, so she, she 
she won the uh, she won the battle. We'll see now who wins the war. My who guess is the, the building's going to win the war. <laughs> only be, and I only I only say that because in their eyes <laughs> they found someone and they got mm-hmm. you off the hook for a full month. Right, which is what they said. Yes, even you know, she said. Even in these trying times where we weren't giving tours and blah blah blah, we found someone to take over. Yeah, I mean that's a which is true. That's a tough one to argue because you were staring at you know July Too and much. August, yeah. and I bet you if I would have asked you in you know mid May when you were closing on your place, what if I could get you off a month? What would you say? Yeah, I bet you would have probably taken it. Right. So I I. I hope you win, and I hope you don't have. I hope they give you at least a reduced rate for July, because I think that would be fair too. But right. I do I don't think not feel that. good about you not having to pay your rent in July. Right. I think you're paying double. So, so she took back to her people, Jerry, my complaint about the the uh, amenities fee, right, and my complaint about nickel and diming me forty dollars to fill the holes. So maybe you'll get a crew because the problem with the amenity thing, not 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 not, not a problem. And money's money. But even the amenities, you're talking about March, April, May, June, July, five months at roughly $26 a month. So you're really talking a credit of 120 bucks plus your 40 bucks. We're talking no, about- No, no, it was, it was, four, it was it's almost half a year. The gym is still- 400 for the year. Yeah, but I'm saying about half, it's almost half the year that it'll be gone. Uh, let's see. Oh, because right, because you, you should have only had to pay for uh, January, yeah. February. Yes, Right, so really it's ten. So it's really almost three hundred bucks out of the yeah. four hundred. Yeah, it's interesting. We're a little more than that. I hope you. I hope it works for you. I really do. And I go like this, Jerry. I try to throw her off. I go like this. I go. Um, I know you guys like to get positive reviews online. <laughs> she goes, "Yes, we do. We do." You're threatening them. I didn't. No, I didn't threaten. I said, "I heard. I know you guys like to get positive re- reviews." That's a passive aggressive threat. <laughs> She goes, yes, we do like that. And, and then said, you oh. were like, I, go, huh, I don't know. I go, because right now, I don't know that I can write one. <laughs> no, right, yeah, that's not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I must say it's pretty And you're so proud of yourself. I was very proud of myself. Although, you know, I was proud of myself. And that's how I know this woman's good at her job. Because when I hung up, I was, I was somewhat happy. And I gained yeah. nothing. Nothing at all. I got nothing monetarily out of it. Isn't that something? Yeah, she's good. I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write a nice review for her because she's good. But I want some money back. I don't blame you. I I don't know if you're gonna get it, but I don't blame you. So good luck with that. I really do hope it works out. Plus, I'm a celebrity, Jerry. You think they'd cut me? She a does break. not care. First of all, it may, you'd have a better chance if it was a guy that listened to sports radio. Yeah. Oh, I'd have a tremendous chance. Than a girl that probably listens to Z100. Right. I should uh, tell her I'm Elvis Duran. I work with Elvis Duran. That's right. You know who's got it made in this business for that way? Who? Is that guy Peter Rosenberg from the K Show. Yeah. He's on Hot 97 in the morning, K mm-hmm. Show in the afternoon. He he's got, you know, the, the, he the does women. Like a, he's a, yes. He's involved with wrestling. Yes. So for him, he's smart. he could probably talk his way out of anything because everything. in some circle they know who he is. Yes. This is what I need. How do I get on Hot 97 morning show? <laughs> Good luck with that. We're 92. Yeah. I'll do our, our own stations, 92.3, 102.7. I would like to work at 92.3. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I'd love to do a weekend shift at 92.3. <laughs> I would. That'd be fun. All right. Not going to happen, but that'd be fun. Oh, not going to happen. So, ow, ow, ow. Anyway. Oh, oh. All right, Jerry. Uh, we have a meeting soon. We have a meeting. It's enough. 
It's enough. Uh, the warm up show is next. That was terrific today. So uh, we'll uh, see you tomorrow on a Friday. Holla. All right, dude. All right, see you, Jerry. See you all. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. A few minutes after 5 o'clock on a Thursday morning, Al Duke's down the Jersey Shore. Me here. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's uh, kind of damp. It's been damp like the last two days, and, and I really can start smelling dog. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. can. Damp and foggy and humid. Yeah. That's, uh, that's tough conditions there for you. Damp and humid. When I come down the stairs, I'm like... That smells like a dog. Smells yeah. like a dog lives here, Jerry. Can I tell you something real quick? Yes, please. You you now own a dog. Yeah, but I didn't. I thought, like, what do people do that have, like, seven dogs? Like, Eddie Scazzeri has 1,900 dogs in his little house. His, does his house smell like dog, or have they I got that under control? I think they have stock in Febreze. Yeah. I got to get some of those plug-ins. Mm, I'm not a big plug-in things. Yeah, they take I, up I, a plug. Leather couches. Like That's the key. Leather couch, because it gets into the fabric, but if you have yeah. leather... In your car or in your on for your couch, yeah, that helps. I have Corinthian leather in my car. Corinthian leather? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I saw that somewhere as an option where you could get Corinthian leather. Like that's supposed to be even better leather than normal. Right. I don't know what. Like I have uh, the dog does not go on the couch or the bed, so he's not. She's not sucking in the smells there. I have um, fake wood floors, so the, there's no carpeting. It's sucking in. It must just so be. He these, just smells. Might just be these dog beds that she's laying in all day. How the hell am I supposed to wash those? Put a giant dog bed into can't a you washing machine? It? Yeah, why well, can't looks you like unzip such it? a pain in the neck, Jerry. I got to stuff the stuffing back in. Yes. Unzip it. I mean, but at my least you could goodness. wash it once a week. I, once a week. So you're going to live in a dog smelled uh, condo? Evidently. <laughs> Boy, times have changed for you. And my, my parents are coming to visit today. You know they're going to walk in. They were coming in. yesterday. No, they're coming today. Oh, they're going to okay. walk in and be like, smells like a dog in here. How yeah. many dogs do you have in this place? Mom, dad, meet Whimsy. He stinks. Then the other she question stinks. I had was, like right now, it's uh, quiet. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm in a home. The dog is laying here. So you're going to be saying that. You're going to really be in a home where <laughs> no one's going to come visit you. <laughs> I'm in a home. Come help me. Somebody, please visit. Like, does this dog have any idea what I'm doing right now? Or does she think, why is this man talking to himself? It's a dog. I wonder that about the doing this show in front of a dog, talking on the phone in front of a dog, and, and then I try in front of a dog. Then I try to talk to the dog, and she's got to be like, "Are you talking to me, or are you just talking out loud like you normally do?" Aren't you looking at her when you talk to her? I am. Well, there's the difference. And now she's like, like I'm looking at her now, speaking to you. It, she's giving me no eye contact. Right. Hmm. She's right, got so your routine a, down. So I have a smelly dog, um, the smelly home. And I talk to myself, and the dog doesn't care. That's where we're at, Jerry. This is the life you've created for yourself. Did you see that June 22nd, which I believe is uh, Monday coming up? Next Monday. Uh, well, this barber, Monday, actually. Your barber shop will be reopening, Jerry. That's a good yes. sign for men. Yeah. And tattoo shops. So if you've been waiting to get yourself a coronavirus-related tattoo... Or uh, any other tattoo, Jerry, that would be the day you can go. You could start setting your appointments right now for tattoo shops. I am well aware. I am not getting a tattoo, and I'm not sure I'm going to get the haircut next week or the week after, but that will really? be coming soon. 
What have you been doing? You've been cutting yourself, yes? I have. As I said yesterday, I cut my hair twice during this time. Now it's a little bit, it's too long. So I'm just kind of waiting to go to the barber shop now. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I said, it'll either be next week or the week after that. That's why I have the hat on. I can't, there's nothing I can do with it at this point. I saw some beauty salons on the local News 12, and they were all, they're like, we're booked up through, you know, August yeah. 30th. I'm sure they are. I, my, my brother lives next to a, uh, a salon owner. And I, I guess they're open. I, I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be Monday, but I guess they opened a couple of days ago. Yeah. And they say right now they can't hire enough hairstylists for the demand. Like, they are so busy, it is ridiculous. So Which is great. I mean, good. They can make their money back. But You you could go get yourself a job right now. Yes, you could. In this yeah. tough job market, Of course, they haven't had one for the last three months, so. You That's know. true, and also I, I think um, you you can't. It's not like you can fill every chair in the hair salon or barber because don't like they think they have to have social well, distancing or they have to put a plastic. If, sheet I was going to say if you have the plexiglass dividers, yeah. I think you can. Oh, but I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not in that world. I'm not really sure. Of You're the not. Rules. Not really sure. No. Hmm. I mean, maybe maybe uh, one time in my life I will be, but right yeah. now I'm not. Right now, not into it. No. Now, Jerry, I, when I went to bed last night. I was reading about Major League Baseball. I want to throw up. And when I woke up this morning, I actually, when I was looking at the show sheet, which looked a little thin. It is thin. I was like, eh, no big deal, because uh, by the time I wake up in the morning uh, and add things to the show sheet, baseball will be back. Yeah, it's so not back. I was, very, I was actually quite surprised that, because Rob Manfred put out a, like a statement yesterday saying that they have a... Framework. Framework. Of a potential agreement, which would mm -hmm. include a sixty-game sixty-game schedule, with a full prorated pay for players. Right. So I thought, all right, well, he put out that statement. They're just crossing the T's and dotting the I's, as they say, Jerry. Although I, it's probably I, I figured Tony Clark was going to go for approval from the players yeah. or a quick counter, because I, I certainly heard from enough of the quote-unquote experts yesterday as this yeah. was happening, and the, the consensus amongst all of them was. This is much better good faith negotiating by baseball. They, you know, the players want 72, they're going to want 70 plus games. Baseball wanted 50. Expect them in the next day or so, they'll probably agree to about 65 games and away we go. Right. That, great. Wonderful. Let's start. And instead, you get players not happy. Why isn't there more? And why isn't there more than just games included, meaning like future? Like, guys, this is not a full negotiation. We're trying to play ball in a pandemic. That that big negotiation comes next year, right? It's it's really it's disturbing. I mean, guy, wake up! Forty million people don't have jobs, and these jackasses won't get back on the field because they want to play sixty-eight games instead of sixty. Now we're talking right. a difference of what? I mean, come on, really, it really, it's games, enough. Jerry. It's just enough. You've I had think. enough. I've had enough. I was all excited. I was like, I gotta get up. We're gonna talk some baseball. We've got baseball. I could have pictured yeah. the Boomer and Geo open where they go. Baseball I so is too. back. Yeah, I thought so too. They even were. He even said July nineteenth is opening day. Like he, they really seemed like they hashed out a lot. Yeah, that and they were locked in. God, and we had I remember. Something. Remember what I said to you yesterday too about you know. If you want to get a deal done, you got to stop talking and you know through channels. Get together and talk, and then you kind of see each other's side. And they got together for four hours, talked, and it seemed like figured things out. Well, these players, I mean, go away, really. It's just it's too much already. Would you say get lost, Jerry? Yes, I would actually take it or get out of here, or come back and say, all right, so great, sixty's nice, but you know what, sixty-five, you got a deal. Like, give me something that says we're willing to play. 
as opposed to we want more money, more money, more money. Well, you know what? If you can't live on your $6 million, go away. Then live on nothing, honestly. And just bury the sport because if they don't come back and play it all this year, you're going to lose a lot of fans around the country. I would have countered that 60-game schedule with 69. <laughs> is that how you would have called Rob Manfred, yeah. too? That's Hi, Rob. For. This is Tony Clark. We've got a counter offer. Instead of 60 games, what about 69? See, the funny thing about the 60 number is yeah. because of you do have to give them a few weeks, and you need some time for them to get to where they got to get to to get back in shape. So they really can't start before July 15th at this point. I don't see how that's possible. And so he comes up with July 19th. And if Dr. Fauci is telling you, you better not play deep into October, which I don't know how you can avoid that with expanded playoffs, um, you have to be done by September 27th. So it gives you 70 days to play 60 games with 10 off days. All right, so what? Are, it. we're really only talking about an increase of four or five games that they could possibly give them because you have to have some off days for rainouts and stuff like that. Although I guess you play double headers. But my point is, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room here. Like, if you want to play, let's play. If you, what happened to when and where? We got an increase of ten games from the fifty that we were expecting. All right, when and where? How about this is what the this is what the commissioner should do: get on social media and say when and where. Dot dot dot. July nineteenth. Biatches. Let's go. Right with the biatches. Yes. The quote. God. You want to know when and where? I just told you when and where. Are you showing up or not? If you don't show up, you don't get paid. This then turned into um, your friend, a former WFAN a longtime talk show host, Chris Russo, versus some of these MLB players. Oh, is this true? Yeah, I guess he was yelling that he he didn't want to see them uh, tweeting about wanting to play, that they should just play. And then it got into some sort of battle, Jerry, where the debate— I know Christian Yelich was involved. Okay. There was then a debate as to which is harder to do, be a major league baseball player or be a sports talk host <laughs> who can do five and a half hours for 19 years and then go over to uh, his new job solo and uh, do whatever he's been there, 12 years or something. <laughs> <laughs> So it really did spark a debate because he said, uh, you know, I don't want to hear these guys telling to me, uh, well, you get in the batter's box and hit a ball. He's telling them, why don't you come do five and a half hours with Mike Francesa for 19 years? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. Well, he didn't say it with Mike Francesa. He said, you can't do what I do, so don't ask me to do what you do. Well, they can do it. It's just, can you do it as successfully right. as well, that's he's what he done meant. it? Successfully. Right. Well, I'm but, sorry, but, I don't listen to Sirius. No. I, well, does? no. Well, now you're on it. Nice uh, to produce. That Thank is you. hard to believe. 12 years already. I didn't, yeah, Over there, 2008. Think, yeah. Think about that. So 31 years. Yeah, I guess true. so, Chris. Wow. That, it's amazing how time flies. Yeah, I mean, that's a fun debate. Um, I, I, I see his point. I would still say it's probably harder to hit a 91-mile-an-hour slider <laughs> and for do some. that successfully. Um, but, yeah, I get his point. You I know, think for it's both, not easy for a lot. For both, you need natural ability to do it, right, Jerry? You do. Oh, there's no question. If you're going to do if you're gonna do four hours of talk, you know, every day, and, again, successfully. I don't right. – anybody – there are how many sports radio stations in this country? Oh, Listen to many of them. At least ten. They're not all very successful, and they yeah. all don't have the it factor. Like right. Chris had, like Mike had, like you know Craig had, like Boomer and Gio. Like you get, you have to know what you the hell I. you're doing 
Okay. But there I are mean, many athletes who, you know, have made the transition successfully. Well, but there's Ivo a Mersiason. Yes, he has. Uh, and there's there are many uh, athletes that do it but don't do it very good. I mean, Indeed. I mean, so that's that's the divide. You know, if you're going to be a pro baseball player, you're pretty damn talented to get to that level. You don't have to be pretty damn talented to get to the level of just being a sports broadcaster. Ooh, so uh, Eddie's right. The one person who could really give a, a real opinion on this is Boomer. He played the game at a sure. top level. He's broadcast a top level. Absolutely. Tony Romo. Top of the food chain, these guys mm-hmm. are. That's what I say. Yeah. Tony and then Romo. for every Tony Romo and every Boomer, there's a Joe Montana. Right, who stinks at this? He was terrible at it. What's you know, harder? There was Jason Witten. Ibuku, ibu, ibu, ibuku, ibuku, ubakan, ubakan. Poor guy. I love Jason. That's terrible. Then you can also do this. Well, first you could do the debate: what's harder, being a pro athlete or being a sports talk show host? Then you can do what's harder, being a sports talk show host or being a a play by play or color commentator like Tony Romo. I say that's easier. What's an analyst? Analyst, that's easy. It's you not easy. Look at what you're seeing on the field and tell you're us. You're right, except you have to know what you're seeing, and so you're. But at the same time, you need to know when to speak, how to speak concisely, how to fit your comments in into a 12 second window, um, how to not, you know, butcher names. Ibuku, Ibuku, Ibukam, Ibuku, Ibukam. Yep, not easy. <laughs> Poor. It's not easy. But again, the debate isn't can you do it. It's can you do it successfully. Right, because there really aren't even even a pro even a major leaguer that bats you know two fifteen for his career. What he has done to get to where he is is remarkable, and there's no getting around that. I can make every case that a guy could end up doing afternoons in Topeka, and whatever. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of maybe knew someone, or you know, that doesn't mean he had this big grind of a career to get to that point. So it's, can you do it in a big market? Can you do it successfully for a long period of time? That's an, that's an interesting little debate. I hope somebody clips this audio and sends it to the afternoon guy in Topeka. And he's like, what the hell am I being attacked for in New York? I just picked out a city. (laughs) So let's put it in order then, Jerry. Harder of the things to do. Hardest of those three would be being a professional ball player successfully. Two would be being a talk show host successfully. Three, color commentator. It's a ball player. I'm sorry. Being a a successful major league baseball player? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That grind? You know, I know they make – and listen, we're killing them. At least I was. I'm killing them for not getting on the field or wanting to play. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that lifestyle is grueling. And if you're going to be – I know they get paid well. I'm not stupid. I understand. But if you have a family, it's really difficult. There's a lot of stresses on the family. You're never around. You're constantly on the road. You know, then, oh, by the way, you have to perform in front of thousands and thousands of people every night. If you don't, you get raked over the coals by idiots like, well, us and, and others that do it, do the other side. You know, the guys that talk about it but can't play it. The guys that write it but can't play it. You know, guys on TV killing you, all the talk shows killing you. It's hard, man. It's a grind. And oh, by the way, to get there, you had to you had to a either get drafted or sign some sort of free agent contract. B get through rookie ball, A ball, double A, triple A on buses, overnight trips. I mean, come on. It's not even to me. It's not even close. Okay, so that's number one. Oh, and you got to be able to hit a ninety mile an hour slider. Right, consistent. Come on. I mean, have you ever? What do you think? 
is the fastest pitch you've ever faced. Like, you have any concept? What, what... No, probably like fifty-five miles an hour. Right. Do you even think you could come up with in your head the concept of standing in the batter's box no. for a 98, 99-mile-an-hour fastball? I've been in the batting cage where they, when it went up to like 80 miles an hour. I couldn't even see the thing. Right. Now, on top of that, okay, and that's a great that's a great observation. How Thank about you. when you see a major league pitcher throwing a fastball at 83, like Bartolo Colon? What does it look like? It looks like a meatball, doesn't right. it? Yes. Now – Take the 97-mile-an-hour fastball, now throw into the mix a curveball that is thrown at your head and breaks down over the middle part of your body. You have to be able to recognize the spin and be confident in yourself that the ball's not going to clip you in the ear hole. And you got to stand in and hit it. I mean, it's, it is ridiculous how good they are. All right, fair enough, Jerry. Ball player one, talk show host two, solo talk show host two. Yes. I would agree with that. Talk show with partner three. <laughs> and you have, you have no respect to the analyst. Color commentator four. <laughs> All right, 20 after five on the fan. We are just getting started for your Thursday. We'll have Boomer and Geo at six. Then don't go away. Alan Jerry now offering curbside delivery. All right, 25 after 5, a spirited start to this Thursday warm-up show. We will take you to the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo come to you then. I'm with Al. I thought I was going to wake up and celebrate the start of baseball season, but, but we're not. Not yet, and we'll see if we do. What else you got, Al? Let me uh, read to you from Twitter. Jerry, Paul Connell checking in. I'm farting, Al. I'm fed up with the damn negotiations in Major League Baseball. Those jackasses. So it's got a man passing gas because of this. Thought I had to get to that on Twitter. Then somebody <laughs> sent me a uh, welcome to Topeka. So it's already starting, Jerry. They're there reaching out to the Topeka talk show hosts, uh, and they're going to be some sort of uproar later on today about you taking shots at Topeka. Is that Kansas? <laughs> Topeka, Kansas. I think so. Topeka, Kansas uh, talk show hosts. How come on? Um, how come on my Twitter? Mm-hmm. I do not, and I, I've I've only looked at it in the morning, so I fully acknowledge that. And it's been about, it's been, I'm trying to do a solid four weeks. A Twitter cleanse? Yes. And I look at it for news only at about 5 a.m. and right before I go to bed. And that's pretty much it. That's, all that's right. all I've done. And Fair it's been, enough. It's been very freeing. It's actually been awesome. I'm not constantly looking at the phone. It's pretty cool, actually. But whatever. My point is, I have noticed in the morning, and even in the evening, the men I get the my mentions don't show up anymore, but they're right? there because I will see you respond. Yeah, and yeah, I don't, weird sometimes. I, I don't get any glitches. of them. It's weird, isn't it? it? Might just be a glitch, technical glitch, Jerry. So uh, there's there's a, a rare LeBron James rookie card that is expected to break an auction record that was set by a Mike Trout card of like nine hundred. $80,000. Mike this, Trout has a, a baseball card worth that much money already? It was. There was some sort of a rookie card. This is a rare LeBron James rookie card that LeBron signed. It's okay. an upper deck card, and it's expected to get $1 million. Really? Yeah, you know your your boy, motivational speaker, entrepreneur Gary V that yes, you like absolutely and he's big into the cards he's big into the cards recently right like he says uh, that uh, and in particular basketball cards are okay. making a huge comeback 
When did they? When were they ever a thing? I don't know. Well, I basketball guess. cards were never. There was. There's never been a card as popular as the baseball card. Correct. Football never made it. Hockey I'm sure never you're made it. Cards. I'm sure you thought once upon a time we're, we're going to be big. Wrestling cards. I wish there was such a thing when I was a kid. I don't. They weren't. There, I don't recall there being wrestling cards. I would I have 100 percent collected. All right. I but when so. I was a kid, basketball cards were were smaller and thinner than baseball cards. Do you remember those at all? I don't. I never uh, had any interest in basketball cards. M- must have been like the late 70s, early 80s. They, they, I don't know where I was getting these basketball cards from, but they were smaller, thinner. Right. They were like tall and thin like the basketball players themselves. Right. I, then, no, I, I never collected basketball cards. I didn't know that. You collected baseball cards, yes? Baseball cards. Uh, I went through a short period of collecting football cards and believe it or not because we really were we were a i would say we were a baseball football one and one a pick whichever one was more popular in our house and then hockey for us those were the big three sports it wasn't basketball we didn't we just didn't watch basketball that much we played it but we didn't really we watched hockey every night in my house um so I would collect some hockey cards i actually have a Wayne Gretzky 1980 card i still have that is yeah, it gem mint ten condition? I don't know, but it's it's got to be in really good shape because I kept it in good shape back in the day. I have that somewhere in a Manila envelope in hard uh, covered in hard plastic with my Henry Aaron uh, card from like nice. nineteen. I forget what year, but I have those two together with my Daryl Strawberry rookie card that's worth nothing and uh, a couple of the Ken Griffey ones. Griffey uh, Don Russ cards or Upper Deck, whichever one was. The I popular think I one. have uh, for upper Griffey uh, for for sure Don Russ, no question. Uh, I definitely have an Upper Deck or two, and I have one tops. All right, well you might got yourself a nice little collection there. I hope they're all in gem in ten condition. Uh, those pro- again, I don't know about I don't remember if the Gretzky one is, but it's in pretty good shape. Uh, the Aaron one is not gem in ten, but it's in pretty gem good in shape. 10. The Griffey ones are, they should be perfect. This million-dollar LeBron card better be in gem in 10 condition. Yeah, I want to get to get a million dollars. dollars. Yeah, oh, of yeah. Absolutely. Jerry, would you buy that if you could put it on FlexPay and just pay, make payments over time? Again with this FlexPay. No, flex I pay. wouldn't. Just put it on FlexPay. Can I get a 50-year mortgage? On the card? Yes. Yeah, Isn't that what we're talking about? FlexPay? A 50-year mortgage on FlexPay? I don't know if I could do that. Put on FlexPay. That's what the guy used to say who used to sell the cards on uh, Home Shopping Channel. Can I get... uh, Put on FlexPay. By the way, just for the record, I have a a baseball game from the KBO on, from Korean Baseball on right now. Yeah. That's coming up live, I guess, on ESPN. Right. Doesn't look terrible. There's no one there. I get it. But you see them run out and take the field. You give a little tight shot. You put the, the, the... It looks fine. Let's Tight play shots. some ball. And there's actually two players from Major League Baseball in this in this lineup. You got uh, Odrisa Martin Espanye, who's a pitcher, mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, Mel Rojas is in the lineup for one oh, of the right. teams. How about that? How about that? And then the pitcher, Jong Hun Park, is a complete submariner. Remember those guys? Oh, I love a submariner. I, I knew you would. I figured because that's probably how you would have thrown if you were a pitcher. Kent Colvey, Dan Quisenberry. Dan Quisenberry is the one that comes to mind immediately. From the Royals. Kent Colvey was like a stick figure. That guy had no weight on him whatsoever. I feel like Kent Colvey is a, a go-to name for you. Yeah. You do mention him when yeah, we talk about Kent players of yesteryear. He looked like a serial killer. Oh, okay. He had the serial kill. He had like the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Now I super see why you're in the ID channel. Yeah, super thin dude. Yeah. And he's still out there, Kent Tocovi, because I did Google him. 
Good. I think Dan Quisenberry has passed on, unfortunately. I think he had brain cancer, didn't he? He did. I think so. I'd have to check that. That's I am going to check it. That is correct. Yeah, I thought that was a terrible story if I remember. And then but for me, when you go back to the players, I have no idea why. I took a liking when I was a kid to Oscar Gamble. Oh, I loved Oscar Gamble. I don't know why. Base, because of his baseball card. Maybe. I, I don't remember. He had but the I, huge you know. hair sticking out of the helmet. The helmet looked like it was just laying yeah. on top of his head. Oscar Gamble, Dave Winfield I liked when I was a kid. You know, of course, Daryl and Doc. That was fine. But, yeah, those are the names. Like, when I think back, and I ever tell you, too, so I, there was a baseball camp that we used to go to a long time ago. It was at Trenton State College called Rich Martin's All-Star Baseball Camp. I know even, like, Sal Licata went there, too. We, we had a weird – how it came up one time, I have no idea. And we were supposed to have, I forget who it was, but I think it was Kevin McReynolds was supposed to show up to come talk because the Mets were playing the Phillies and we were down in you know, Trenton State. And the Mets wind up playing the Phillies deep into the night, like 13, 14 in the game, whatever it was. And they come out and say, sorry, because of the length of the game, Kevin McReynolds is not going to be able to appear. And everyone's so disappointed. Ooh, and they were oh. They, yeah, I mean, they, we were. I mean, because Kevin McReynolds was coming. It was kind of cool. And wouldn't you know it, two hours later, right before we were going to break for the day for dinner, we get word to assemble on the field that Kevin McReynolds has decided to join us. He's but he here, couldn't stay here. long. We well, couldn't stay long because he had to get back for his game. But And when I say dinner, we ate at like 3.30 or whatever like it was. Like me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. We should have called it the Duke's dinner. Um, and he showed up and he gave for probably, probably there for about an hour. Good clinic. Talked to the kids for a little. It was fun. It was kind of neat. So he was another one I liked, although he never turned out to be the player we kind of hoped he would be as young Met fans. But uh, he was kind of cool. Lenny Dykstra showed up one year, too. Not so cool. If you were uh, you're a Little League coach, Jerry, if some kid showed up uh, pitching uh, submarine style, you guys would try to fix fix it, I right? wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You would let him submarine it? Well, what age are we? What's, it depends he, on— He's 10. He says, Mr. Recco. Mr. If- Recco, I love— Kent Tocovi and Dan Quisenberry. I have posters <laughs> of them on my wall. I'm a submarine. I see myself as a submarine pitcher. There's a, I think there's a pitcher on, on the Marlins that throws that way too. Um, does he throw strikes? Yeah, throws strikes. He Why plays would a submarine. I not let him? So I, I Wikipedia Dan Quisenberry to see when he passed, and he he did pass in 1998. But interesting to note, as uh, one of those announcers would say, after his baseball career ended, Dan Quisenberry became a poet. Publishing really? three poems in 1995 and a poetry book. Wow, good. All right, hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. That's cool. Do you have anything in, like that in your my back fa- pocket? Like, I like to you say see yourself well, being a writer and releasing no, stuff like that. No, but I will. I'm going to use this from now on. Whenever like I'm at a party with very distinguished people, and they're like, "I love." I love Emily Dickinson. Who's your favorite poet? I say Dan, the uh, submariner Dan Quisenberry is my favorite poet. <laughs> well, you know what? People will Google him and they'll see that he was yeah, a poet. He's a and poet. Then you Jerry. won't look like a fool. No, It'll be fine. It's not. Listen, you could have said Hulk Hogan, right? You know what? And they would look at you like you're nuts. First of all, they probably wouldn't know who Dan Quisenberry was, right? Then so they would go look him up, and they'd, they'd see like, he was a poet. I was supposed to read some poetry by Dan Quisenberry, but when I Googled him, he's a submarine pitcher. <laughs> Jerry, he was a five-time Roll Aids Relief Man of the Year. Remember when Roll Aids used to be Relief Man of the Year? Didn't they always do that at the end of the uh, Twib shows? Twib, they yeah. Had the Player of the Week, the Roll yes. Aids Player of the Week, or Relief Pitcher of the Week, whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. That Roll used to be on Saturday mornings I used to watch that, I think. He was Roll Aids Relief Man of the Year, Jerry. Listen to this, 82, 83, 84, 85. 
That's called consistent. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty good. He was a hell of Damn. a pitcher. And he was one of those two. It's at such a different time now where you can watch a lot of different teams and a lot of different games. Right. He was one of those guys that we would talk about, oh, he was so good. Did you ever see him? No, Honestly. you barely saw him. Never. Barely saw him, Jerry. You know, when he was in town or when the local team was playing, but you never saw these guys play. That's what I always, that's what I always found interesting about writers voting for the Hall of Fame when most times they covered a beat and they covered a team, which meant they'd be with, let's say, a Yankee reporter, was with the Yankees for 158 of the 162 games or whatever number. I'm sure they got some vacation. And then they're supposed to vote for players that they saw six games a year. Now you want to tell me, all right, well, they looked at the numbers. Okay, fine. Numbers lie, as we know. It's just weird that you would vote on guys you really never saw every day. So, I don't know. I, that's one thing I always thought that was interesting. I did uh, Wikipedia. Kent Tocolvi, Uh he is uh, still alive. He's 73, zero books of poetry. So, what's he doing, really? He's writing songs. He appeared on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in 1983 to explain how you play baseball. Hmm. Mr. Okay. Rogers, this is a submariner. Get in the box, Rogers. Well, Mr. Rogers was a Navy SEAL. No. <laughs> He's tatted up. That's why I wore those sweaters. Isn't that just like a random appearance by like a baseball player on Mr. <laughs> like maybe Johnny Bench or Steve Garvey, one of the big stars? Well, here's the interesting to note, Eddie. Mr. Rogers was taped in Pittsburgh. So How about Kent Dave Decolby. Parker? How about Pops? <laughs> that guy smoked on the field, Dave Parker. Well, Mr. Rogers can't well, have Willie him Stargell. in. Beloved. All right. Maybe, listen, maybe Mr. Rogers was a fan of submarine Manny baseballs. Manny Sanguian. Omar Moreno. <laughs> Omar Moreno. <laughs> Dale Barra. Uh, okay, we could do this forever. 536 on the fan. Coming up at 6 o'clock, it's Boomer and Geo, but we got more for you coming up next right here on Sports Radio If you're in the market. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. 20 in front of 6 on a Thursday morning. It's been uh, a throwback type of show. We were talking about Chris Russo before, and even I just, I didn't realize I did it. Go on a break. I said Sports Radio 66 as opposed to 1019. I guess I guess still habit, which is interesting. Old but, school. You're old school, Jerry. Yeah, and it's funny because Eddie hit the commercial right as I said it, and I don't know that I would have said 1019 anyway. But I'm like, wow, it hasn't really been. I mean, it is and it's not. Like it, that was growing up. That was it. Sports Radio sixty six. It's just uh, yeah, we're throwing it back old school today. You're kicking it old school, Jerry, with some of your favorite submarine relievers on the <laughs> warm up show. Exactly, something I did not think we'd be discussing today. All right, uh, what can we discuss here? So the Trumpster was out yesterday talking about Colin Kaepernick, and he now says that Colin Kaepernick should get a chance in the NFL if he deserves it. Eddie, do you have the clips I sent you of uh, the Trumpster by any chance? If I not, do. no big deal. So can you give me – I'm trying to think here. Give me the second clip, Trump number two, I believe. Trump this was two. with John Thuman of Sinclair News yesterday. Thuman. He started off great, and then he didn't end up very great in terms of a, as a player. <laughs> he started great but wasn't very great. Right. <laughs> and then give me the third one. He was terrific in his rookie year. I think he was very good in his second year, and then something happened. So uh, his playing wasn't up to snuff. Yeah. He was terrific. 
<laughs> but not I very love, great. <laughs> I have not heard because uh, I saw Trump the quote. Trump face. No, uh, up to snuff. I love that as a. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. I have not heard that one in a while. He's and then, but at the end, at the end, he does say, "Yeah, he should. He should get a chance if he's if he's uh, if he is up to snuff. He absolutely right. should play." So. But he doesn't want him getting a chance just to give him a chance because he's in the news. Right, got to be Trumpy McTrump face to say him. Anthony Lynn believes he should have, at the very least, should be in a workout list. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and, so that was interesting for Anthony Lynn to come out and say that uh, he said Kaepernick fits the style of quarterback we're interested in. Well, then why not? Have, why haven't you signed him then? Right, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't it was know. Weird. Then he also said that the three quarterbacks they have, they're very happy with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he would put him on the workout list. Yeah, like you said, whatever that means. Yeah, I that's I, I'm I'm I know they exist clearly cuz he's talking about them, but I've workout. never heard I've never heard a coach reference that before. The workout list. Okay. Fair enough. I think kind of the thing Trump was saying was somewhat fair. He was although he didn't play his rookie year at all. So and he said I think he said he was terrific his rookie year. I did check that out on Pro Football Talk. They wrote that uh, he did not play his rookie year at all. I guess he sat his rookie year, but I guess he meant his first year that he played. He did get to a Super Bowl, and then yes, he, he lost did. the job to Blaine Gabbard. So it is kind of weird. I, I don't know what happened there. That was the uh, that was Trumpy. the Forty uh, Nine er Ravens Super Bowl in New yeah. Orleans. Was that right? Yeah, where the where we lost the lights, the power. Yeah, the power I, went out, Jerry. The power went out, and then Boomer had to rappel down on a wire. Yeah, to get down to, to the, uh, the NFL today set. Mm-hmm. No elevators are working. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking at it too. I see, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the numbers for a couple of years were pretty good, and he did take them. He was the quarterback of a Super Bowl team, but and then was it the championship game uh, against the Packers? He destroyed them. Just that is running weird. That's, all over. That's got to mentally be crazy to be. Re- it's one thing to be. You know, these players, that football players that are really great in college, they win the Heisman, and then they they can't do anything in the NFL. It's got to be another thing to have, like, you made it to the Super Bowl. To have that success. And then something happens where it just is never never good again, Jerry. It could be the system that you're in, your well, the coach, system, the system has team. a lot to do with it. If the Systems. system doesn't fit your skill set. Yeah. Then you're in trouble because it doesn't. You don't run an offense that works with what you do best. I mean, that's one thing we've seen many times over. Like if, for instance, Lamar Jackson is one of the most dynamic players I've ever seen. Part of what makes him so good is he is the fastest, most elusive player on the field. Well, I'm not saying he can't throw it. He can. We've seen him. He can throw the ball. You know, God, a country mile. And he's even talked about getting better with the deep ball. So if he gets that to where it needs to be, think about how amazing he would be. That said, if you put him in a system where the coach is like, listen, you're not scrambling ever. Yeah. You're a pocket passer. He's a different player. Because I don't know I don't know how you defend someone like him. I really don't. You can have lockdown cornerback coverage in the secondary, and then he's like, Okay, I'll just take these fifteen yards. Like I don't know what you do with him. He's just a special talent. So you're right. If the system doesn't fit or you don't have a coaching staff that's going to really adjust to what you do best, that can absolutely stunt your growth as a player. So what if, you, I, I, uh, what if you're a great quarterback and you join a team and the, and the head coach goes, listen, we're looking for a submarine quarterback. We need a guy <laughs> who can 
submarine it like the great Kent DeColvey and the great poet Dan Quisenberry, and that's the system we're doing here. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that's the system we're working with. You're just going to keep going back to Kent DeColvey, aren't you? <laughs> I love that he's still alive. That's exciting. Oh, God, you're funny. He, and, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled that he is. Yes. Now, was he, I'm trying to think, and I don't remember this. I do remember everything Har- about Jim, him. So Jim Harbaugh was his coach. That was the Super Bowl year. Was he? Did he play under Jim Tom Sula too? Because wasn't Tom Sula? I mean, it was a brief stay, but wasn't he after Harbaugh? And then I'm wondering if Kaepernick played under him. And then who the hell knows what that system was? They were a yeah. mess under Tom. So I have to look at that during the break. Let's blame him. Yeah, <laughs> you could blame him. Jim I Tom Sula ruined everything. <laughs> He's still in the league, isn't he? As like a line coach? Or yeah, something? some sort of line coach. Yeah. And the Giants and the Jets, Jerry, they are among many NFL teams that are going to observe Juneteenth as a staff holiday this Friday, June 19th, which is, uh, they say, the end, of, the end of slavery in the, in the United States. Yeah, I, you know, so until... going to be a new holiday, I think. I was not aware that that was the official date until this year, until what's happened. Me um, neither. So, good. It's great. Excellent. Yeah. Company holiday. We should be adding that to our... Let's go. We off tomorrow? Uh, not well. I don't uh, know that uh, we have Juneteenth in there yet, but who no, knows I know, what but the future holds? I think I do think I think a lot of companies going forward, I think we'll we'll start to do that. So that's Juneteenth. cool. Good. That's great. Yeah, I think a lot of teams have jumped on this too very quickly. Yes, and I think I, that's I, a good thing. I kept seeing a pro football talk kept updating like the Broncos are going to observe Juneteenth. The Kansas City Chiefs are uh, Juneteenth. Excellent. Jets, good Giants. to hear. Very boom, good boom, to hear. Boom. Absolutely. Can you believe we're at the, I don't want to say the back end, but we've already passed the middle point of June already. That summer's over already? We haven't really No, but been. That, where, I, where I was going to go with that, it's funny you say that summer's over. I went to a store last, I had another squirrel jump in the pool, dude. Another one yesterday. This dude, one I got out, though. You saved a squirrel? I did. I did save Wait the squirrel because my wife saw it jump off the tree into the pool, and then it was swimming trying to get out and before it ripped the liner um we decided and before it drowned you i went be out careful yeah well what i did i had the skimmer and i was able to i was probably 20 feet away from it i was able to lift it with my forearm strength i was able to lift it up over the edge and it ran away before it passed away because it would have it would have gotten exhausted you and saved just died. a squirrel i did i was a squirrel hero yesterday did you want me to call my contacts at uh, news 12 new jersey I don't. see if they'll head over to your house i, I do not i don't need the attention uh, Jerry, some heroes like to do it very privately and quietly i'm john uh, bathke but my point is i had to run to a store yesterday and they were already marking the summer stuff yeah. down for clearance it's ju- it summer Come hasn't on, even officially man. started yet like what? I mean, I understand prepping for the next season, but could we wait to like the middle of July before Actually, we're wiping right. away summer stuff? Summer starts like June twenty second, I believe. I think it's this weekend. When does summer start? Let me Google this. I thought it was the twenty first. But either way, it's it's this weekend, and Saturday, they're already marking June stuff 20th. down. Saturday, the twentieth. Okay. I mean, come on, it's enough already. Like, what? What we do? Back to school already? Is there even going to be a back to school? No. Like, what do you do with that? Do you have your backpack company? Do you even have a, you know, you even selling backpacks this year? You don't know if the kids are going back to school yet. What if you're the, the Trapper Keeper company? You've got, you're the screwed. Trapper Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> what if you sign those denim, what if you sell those denim binders? 
Then what do you do? I never had a denim. I had the oh, trapper keeper. Trapper I never had a denim awesome. binder. Jerry, you got to be careful have. with that uh, squirrel situation, though. I, I had a uh, a kid I knew in high school. He had a he he had a scar on his forehead, and when we asked him how he got it, it looked like you know it was a scar, like a like a chunk of his forehead had been had been removed. Uh, he tried to hit a squirrel with a stick. Yeah, well, that's not what I was doing. Right, but you had a stick like thing with you but i was 20 feet i was 25 feet away but this he tried to hit the squirrel and the squirrel ran up the stick and bit his forehead all right well see first of all that squirrel could run right up that mm -mm. skimmer and if that squirrel made any move towards me i would have dropped that skimmer thing and it would have fallen back in the pool so quickly and then at that point you're on your own Uh, i would not have helped him and it was a smaller squirrel the ones that i that i had a fish out of the pool were like big squirrels. They but were it may adult have been, squirrels. It may have been bloated from soaking in all the water of the pool. Oh, uh, they could have been, but this one was smaller. That's what I'm saying. So this one was okay. Hmm. But I, yeah, I at least I had to do something. Uh, one other thing I saw on the court, real quick. I saw on the crawl. And we got to take a break here. On the crawl. Uh, yeah, I saw on one of the sports uh, crawls. The I didn't. I don't even remember this, but Clayton Kershaw threw a no hitter in 2014. With the Dodgers against the Rockies. On this date was one of yes. those things? 15 strikeouts, no walks. The only batter to reach base reached via error, which means the error ruined the perfect game. No. Oh. You think that guy that made the error still thinks about it every yes. day? <laughs> I do. It's I possible, think he wakes right? up this morning, he's having his coffee, he goes, ah. I don't I know if he's thinking it. about it that much, I but it's gotta, it. it has to come across his mind like every so often. It's kind of like, was it Jim Joyce? Is he the umpire that screwed up the uh, perfect yeah. game in Detroit? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one that he probably never gets over. But if you're the player, like you're supposed to make the plays. Do you know and who did that? I don't. I just saw it a few minutes ago. Was I'm it, was look it up during this Kershaw break. perfect game? It would have been a Kershaw perfect game. Turned out but to it was be a no-hitter. no-hitter. Was that yes. his only no-hitter, 2014? Mm, I don't know the answer to that. It was 2014, I feel like he's thrown a couple, but I don't know. It was 2014, yes. While you look that up, we're going to take Hold a... on, guys, as yes. I, if I may, just for oh. Al. This is, a, the, this is the last out of the 79 World Series. Heading that maybe Pittsburgh had the pitching edge. <laughs> Kelly hits it in the air to center field. Moreno going toward right center <laughs> makes the catch. Pittsburgh wins it. And so this team with its remarkable there you comeback. Go. I think that's Keith yeah. and, uh, and Howard. How about that? And the Who was pitcher? on the mound? Ken Tacovi. That's right. That guy does submariner pop-ups. That's how you win ball games. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> uh, coming up on 6 o'clock, Boomer and Geo in just a few minutes. But first, we have a Radio.com Sports Minute brought to you by Amy Lawrence. So we'll take a look at what has already happened in Major League Baseball and the damage that they have done to the sport. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes to the top. If you're waking up thinking that baseball has a deal in place, uh, you'd be wrong. They do not, uh, although it, there was some good news yesterday, but the player is not thrilled with the offer that I guess baseball made, the proposal for 60 games, so maybe something today. I am watching Al, so we have a couple more minutes now. I've moved on to rugby or Australian rules football. Oh. I don't understand what the hell I'm watching. I really don't. It looks cool. 
and I'm sure I could figure it out if I watched long enough, but man, is that a rough sport. We'd be when in we, shape if we played this. When we first got uh, ESPN and cable television in like the very early 80s, that was all over ESPN. I used to try to figure that out, too. It looked cool. You're right. There's very few, uh, very little equipment. Dudes are running and kicking, and then they're killing each other. kind of looks like, uh, what's the other sport where they, Is it, I guess it is rugby. This Australian <laughs> rules football, though. Yes. This is rugby or Australian rules football? This is Australian rules football, oh, I yes. believe. It's sort of like a rugby situation, right? Yes, very similar. If it's not the same, I don't know the difference between yeah. the two. Uh, I, I actually thought it was the same thing, but I don't know. Do you have a team that you've uh, picked out that you're going to follow? I'm going to follow Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Because they're winning 25-1 to 1 right now. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. By How the do way, these guys not get concussed all the time? Is that they go back have to, to. They or, have or, to. Or, or you go back to Troy Aikman's comments that said you want to get concussions out of the game or limit them, take the helmets off players because oh, they, they will lead. protect themselves more. They won't lead with the head. Right, because they won't feel falsely secure. By the way, Jerry, Hanley Ramirez made the error in the Clayton Kershaw game. Really? Yeah. Top of the seventh that? inning. Oh, it was late Throwing in the game, error. too. That sucks. He seems like the type of guy that would brush it off, though, and like he's not thinking about that. He had a but long career. Yeah. No, for you sure. Know? I guess. I still think you probably think about it once in a while. And uh, Cinemark is going to open all their movie theaters by July 17th. Jerry, will you be going How back? How about that? Uh, how not. about that? I don't think so. How about that? I haven't gone to the movies since I saw American Pie 3, I think. What if American Pie 4 came out? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. What is, Sti- what, is what Stifler's was, mom still around? Yeah. What if it was a double feature, American <laughs> Pie 4 and Beverly Hills Cop, the new oh, one? Oh, I'm in. I know you love that. Be- well, because Beverly Hills Cop 3 was a waste of time. So give me Beverly Hills Cop 4. I'm, and isn't Coming to America 2 coming out? Yes. When you're back driving oh, to and it. from work, <laughs> listening in your car to Boomer and Geo, morning 6 to 10.